These guys survived the David Kahn era of Timberwolves basketball and live to tell about it. It's Flagrant Howls. Okay, welcome into a Feedback Friday edition of Flagrant Howls. We got our OG Wolves guy Judd in the house. We got our executive producer Declan. This is a Timberwolves lifestyle podcast. And the Timberwolves, for the first time in franchise history, have the number one record in the Western Conference at the All-Star break. Last After the a win last night. For the day, the Kevin Love bobblehead. I had a, uh, I was just thinking about this the moment you were int- introducing the show. I had a great Sam Cassell, the Black Wolves jersey with, uh, with, oh. the, with the trees still. I had a Sam Those Cassell are nice. one that I got. Oh, God. And, and knowing my body frame at age 12 versus 31, it probably would still fit me if I still had it, too. <laughs> so, uh, really, really, I, I probably lucked, I probably missed out not keeping that jersey around. The Wolves have had, th- through the course of their history, some really sharp jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The really only good real bad ones were like when they, like that big out, like that was a really boring. Timberwolves jersey. I didn't like those, but in general, I agree. Their throwbacks are great. Their Prince special theme ones have been great. Um, The Lake Monster ones or whatever they have. Lake Monster ones were good. I wish the Prince ones would come back. I I thought those Prince ones were as sharp as it, as like alternate jerseys. Mm -hmm. I thought they were fantastic. That was the Jimmy Butler year, right? That they brought those in? Yeah, I think you're right. Pretty sure. I think so, yeah. I have a Garnett version of that jersey. Oh, you do? Oh, mm-hmm. oh you was, was he still around, or was it a retro? No, I, uh, he wasn't around. No, I I custom got a KG jersey. Oh, I, dude! I, yep, oh, I'd like wow. to see that on yeah. this show someday. Yeah, I should. Yeah. I should wear it. I should wear you it. Should. I might. I might go uh, snow. I finally got snow, and I can use my snowboarding pass. So I, I and sometimes I like to mix in a jersey in my snowboarding wardrobe. So that that might be one of uh one of the ones I'll wear. And you qualify be- because you mm-hmm. wearing a KG jersey yep. does not violate any of the Mackey and Judd jersey Correct. rules. That's no. why I got it. And the Mackey and Judd jersey rules are a player who's older than you or a funny, ironic player. Right. Is, is, that's kind of our wheelhouse for jerseys, right? So Beautiful. we've got some Feedback Friday stuff here. A couple juicy ones that we're going to get into. But a shout out to our friends over at AG1. Trusted by top athletes all around the world. <laughs> Guys like me. I discovered AG1 seven years ago, and it's been a game changer. It helps me fill my nutritional gaps, fortifies my uh, my just my it fortifies my body for the day. Really, if I'm not getting the nutrition that I need through breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which got to be honest, I personally have a hard time doing that sometimes. Bouncing around, a lot of hot takes to give on these podcasts. Okay. Helps me focus on the things that matter, like Kirk Cousins and uh, Anthony Edwards takes, right? With essential vitamins, minerals, and nutrients to support daily performance and sustained energy, AG1 is a powerfully simple step you can take today. One scoop mixed with your water either in the morning or maybe middle of the day, which is kind of my jam these days, and AG1 will help elevate your health. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash flagranthowls. That's drinkag1.com slash flagranthowls and check it out. Okay, gentlemen, let's start with, so usually we, uh, and we will get to some specific questions and comments from listeners. You can hit us up in the YouTube comment section the Scorn Earth app, there's a feedback tab. But I would say just the thing that's generating the most buzz from a lot of fans off last night's blowout win in Portland 
are the Rudy Gobert comments about Carl Anthony Towns. So I'm going to read you. This is a tweet from our guy, Dane Moore. And he asked Rudy Gobert about the ways in which he has been a defensive coach on the floor for Carl Anthony Towns. Cause cat is having his best defensive season maybe ever for sure in years. And how do they hold each other accountable? And here's what Rudy said. I think it's just about being honest. I think throughout his career, I don't think Cat has had somebody that really told him like, yo, what the bleep are you doing? <laughs> well, Sorry for cursing, Rudy says. Just like I need him to tell me when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do on the court. And I think because he wants to win and I want to win, we're able to have that relationship together where we don't take it personal and we just talk about, we're just able to talk to one another and push one another and challenge one another. The day I got traded here, I knew that was one of the main goals of mine, to challenge Cat to be even more of a winning player. And he took that challenge. It's fun, man. I'm really grateful for that. And once again, the goal is to win a championship. A lot of people doubt us. A lot of people don't believe in us. And that's the beauty of it, too. We believe in ourselves. We believe in one another. And we truly believe that we can write our own story. I find it... I find it interesting I that um, I think it was the scoop on, it might've been the scoop session we did with Doogie on Tuesday that I brought up Gobert seeming to have taken a, a clear leadership position with his team. And Dukes is like, oh, hold on a second here. And Utah, he really wasn't seen as that. And he didn't embrace that because everything he's done this season to me screams a guy who definitely plays or has an absolutely key voice in the room now yep ant is their best player and therefore when push comes to shove if ant is going well it feels like the team goes well if ant isn't going well they don't but you know i think we've all discussed this and it's true as funny and as glib as ant can be at times ant still has things to learn he's what 22 years old Mm -hmm. like he probably can't go he can go in the locker room and say things but he doesn't have the experience to say things at times Gobert to me, you guys, and and I mean, this might be a change from the Jazz. That this might be a change because last year was such a disappointment and such a bust, and and he reassessed things. But when you look at what he's done, like his voice, like saying things like this, heck, there, there's a story. I think it's in today's Star Tribune by Chris Hyde about the fact that Gobert for the last year plus has been pleading with Finch when the Wolves are on the road because you get to choose your side of the floor for the first and second half. He has said, let's have our offense in front of our bench in the second half. The ordinary status quo is to do the opposite. So your defense mm-hmm. is in front of your bench for the second half. And Gobert's point is, I've got the defense. Like, don't worry about I We don't need to hear your calls. I'll tell everybody what they should do. Offensively, though, it's going to help us if we can actually hear things when a building gets loud and probably just as importantly get that sort of support. So I... I'm sorry, all due respect to Dukes, who knows a ton about the Wolves, it really feels to me like Gobert has stepped forward and played an absolutely instrumental role in sort of the in, in sort of what I think I could call a, a professionalism this team has shown yes. that we haven't necessarily always seen. Yes, I think Conley has helped validate him a little bit too because it, it felt, for a lot of reasons, it felt like just a weird fit in the first year. And then there was the cat injury. And so the, there was some just like, chemistry things that couldn't get sorted out until those guys played more together. 
But then these stories started popping up about how D'Angelo Russell would openly mock Rudy Gobert on the court and behind the scenes, and it didn't really come out until after D'Angelo was traded. But D'Lo was in the locker room, little, little comments here and there in front of reporters and you know, making fun of Rudy's stone hands and, and whatever. Okay, they trade him out. Mike Conley comes in having had success with Rudy Gobert. He's an adult. He's in his mid to late 30s. And he kind of comes in and says, hey, love playing with this dude. Either directly saying that or just through his actions and through not making fun of him when reporters are around. So I think Rudy feels more comfortable now, too. He's in year two. He's healthier. He's got an ally in Mike Conley. He's clearly built a relationship with Anthony Edwards, and Ant is validating him over here. There was a lot of times in Utah where Donovan Mitchell would refuse to pass the ball to like those guys were kind of oil and water and Ant has gone out of his way now in the second year to build that relationship. So I don't think you can win this many games. They're, they're at a 58 win pace. I don't think you can win that many games unless guys are getting on each other and not getting offended and holding each other accountable. So, and just the way that they react when a guy hits a big shot, they're po- they're doing the him point yeah. on the bench. Like they're well, having fun. And it's Kat a vibe, been, man. And cat. Like I'm, th- this is a, th- it's amazing. I think at this point in time, how rarely we think of Cat at times because he's just become a solid, you know, piece, a, a cornerstone piece. Yeah. But that has absolutely been an enormous change. Like that's been one one of the most important things I, I think in the success of this team and the evolution of the season is how much it feels like Cat has changed, and he might be. He he definitely isn't talked about as much, but he's probably more important than he's ever been. Yeah, well, he's not, not being probably. he's he not is. being talked about as much for the for the bad things. Like he's yeah. not. It, you don't see the flailing frustration as much in his demeanor as you've seen in previous years. Now, winning helps that when you're up by twenty points, even if you're not having the best night. You're okay. You're probably not going to look to complain as much. But even just statistically, compared to last year, points per game up three-point percentage, best of his career. He's literally shooting 44% from three-point range. A seven-foot dude is shooting 44% from three-point range. It's the best defensive net rating of his career per 100 possessions. So the fact that Rudy can come in and say, hey, guy, what are we doing here? And then Rudy's open to, yeah, okay, tell it to me too. That's how we can't just be walking on eggshells around each other. That's, That's a culture that's been missing here. Wolves culture. Yeah. As we've been looking to define whatever that can be. So true. I guess this is a manifestation of it. Let's go to this one. From Noel from Noah Steffel and a couple others sent this article in. He says, I know I'm a homer, but what a terrible article by Deadspin. So I didn't even know Deadspin was still operational. Can we start there? Deadspin? I thought Deadspin was Done and cooked. Operational. It was brought back, but it's with an entirely different staff, and they're not good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not. We're not talking about Drew McGarry here. No, in no. the old days. No, no, no. They're, they're all long gone. Not the fun one. The headline of the article is Minnesota is giving off that sham number one seed vibe that the Utah Jazz had a few years ago. The Timberwolves may finish first in the West, but you really think they're getting past the likes of da- Dal- Dallas? Yeah, Dallas, not, LA, or Denver? Desmond's not good. Dallas? So, okay, here, I'm going to read you two, two or three paragraphs. You guys can react. Just jump in and react to this. It's not that the Timberwolves aren't good, but they feel very Utah Jazz-ish circa 2021. 
Utah ended with the best record in the NBA that year and found themselves ousted by the Clippers in the second round with Kawhi Leonard missing most of that series. Anytime a number one seed goes out before the conference finals, it's a disappointment, and this year's Timberwolves give off those same vibes. Rudy Gobert is one of the greatest rim protectors of his era, but once we cross that threshold from regular to postseason, everything changes. Teams get Gobert out on the perimeter, run that pick and roll, and put his ass on ice skates. <laughs> he's completely ineffective <laughs> at that point and rendered a non-factor. Since he's not a big scoring threat, once that happens, it's hard to keep Rudy on the court for too long. The fact is, this Minnesota team doesn't have that major player that teams fear in a seven-game format. Yeah, they there's they don't. Yeah, and and sucks. <laughs> Neither did the Jazz during the 2021 playoffs. There's no Jokic, there's no Giannis, there's no Steph, there's no LeBron or anyone near that stature in Minnesota. Edwards is good, but still has a ways to go. Many of you will view this as hating, but it's simply the truth. Rudy and Cat aren't pumping fear into the hearts of opponents right before a big postseason showdown. Well, and that might and that that last part, that last sentence might be true. But guess what? One, as we've discussed all season long. You have to prove that. But the yeah. second thing is, I, Phil, I asked you this maybe this week or last week, which is what's gonna what's the difference between Gobert with the Jazz, where he did get lured outside and put on ice skates, and here, and we talked about it. The whole thing is they actually have Gobert come out to the perimeter here and protect it at times. So, like, this is not – it's not the same team. It's just a terrible comparison. Dead spin is dead and gone. They 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 pop up every once in a while with a really uh, clickbaity but poorly constructed piece, and yeah. I I put no like if somebody credible did this story and had explanations for hey here's why the wolves are are in trouble, I'd buy it, but this is not going to be it. I mean, Sorry. until they literally make a the postseason run, you're going to have people, unfortunately, clowning the Wolves. Like Stephen A. Smith and Barkley, those guys are not going to come out and praise the Wolves as a favorite to make to make a run in the Western <laughs> Conference until they prove it. <laughs> and and I know Minnesota fans want the validation to a degree, but with the Wolves really never being, not consistently ever being there in the last 20 years, and Rudy Gobert having his postseason knocks, whether right or wrong, people are going to doubt the wolves more than they're going to believe in the wolves from a national press side. It just, it's going to be the case. And that, and that's fine. But I think with this particular, because people keep going back to the Utah, if the, if, right. If it didn't work with Rudy and the Utah jazz, then why would it work? They're only focusing on the Rudy part of this. And if you, I was just doing some digging, comparing those teams from two or three years ago to this particular team for one, that jazz one seed, if you're if you're going to say like fraudulent one seeds, right? Well, that Jazz one seed was only a 52-win team. It was just kind of a weak Western Conference. It wasn't, I can't remember what happened with the Warriors that year, but they're, they're just, they did, maybe that was the year the Warriors were down and D'Lo got traded to the, that might have been the, one of the years like Clay was rehabbing from an injury. But they were a 52-win one seed. Usually the one seed is closer to 60 wins, and the Wolves are on pace for 58 wins. So in terms of regular season success, this year's Wolves team, so far pacing much better than that year's jazz team. Okay. But the main thing I want to point to is that jazz team on the perimeter playing defense had Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Jordan Clarkson. 
Now those guys were all offensive snipers. Like they could shoot yeah, threes could like that. Like and that. they could swing it around. Right. But like literally Joe Ingles literally looks like he was plucked from a lifetime fitness pickup game to go out there and play defense. Don't you disparage <laughs> Joe. I love watching Joe shoot. And I love Joe Ingles too. He's great. But this Wolves team is bigger. They have actual lockdown perimeter defenders so that Rudy's not doing all the work. And there's a bunch of great people that are way smarter than me when it comes to film breakdowns. Just go on YouTube and type in like Utah Jazz playoffs, Clippers, Utah Jazz playoffs. I think the other series was Matt, the Mavericks did it to them. That Jazz team did not have Jaden McDaniels on the perimeter. They didn't have Anthony. Anthony Edwards is well, 10 times not. the defender that Donovan Mitchell is. So and then you got Kyle Anderson as a as a wing defender too. So it's just like Well, and the Wolves might and the Wolves might disappoint, but I don't think they're gonna disappoint necessarily because of of like they're gonna be just like the It's Jazz. the same blueprint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh by the way, did, did you guys see uh Star Tribune had today, February twenty third, which is the Wolves uh, first game back against the Bucks, eight PM tip off at home. ESPN is going to announce plans here soon for a Timberwolves All Access Day, which oh, will really? include Stephen A. Smith. Oh, Stephen A. Center. is going to be at Target Center on Stephen Friday. Stephen A. is going to be at Target Center. Let's go, dude. Yeah, all Stephen access. We're going to get like a Finchy film breakdown. Shit. We're going to get like uh, Nas on Sports Center, uh, a one on one with Ant. They're all in. I love it, dude. I love it. Yeah, I think just one more thing on this because the part about this article that I think triggered me the most is Minnesota doesn't have that player. Yeah, the team's good. fear in a seven game format, Anthony Edwards against the world champion nuggets last year, averaged 32 points per game in that series. Yeah. You're not going to fear that. You're not, he's, no. he's dropping 30 on a regular basis. I just, okay. Is he Steph Curry from five years ago? No, but to say that they don't have a feared player. By the way, Carl Anthony Towns just dropped 62 points in a game. Like, all right. It's okay. Need to, need to fan it's, de- it's not the real Deadspin, dude. <laughs> it's not, it's not the real. De- <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I'm before we get to man, I'm Jack for Stephen A to come to the Target Center. Let's get Is him this on. his first time in Minnesota? Oh God! Besides the airport, has Stephen A. Yeah. Smith ever spent a night in Minnesota? Has Stephen A. You know what? Back in his uh, back in his <laughs> days at the Philadelphia Inquirer, he probably covered probably. some games here, but I don't think for ESPN. I don't. I'm trying to think of when they they would have come here. Super Bowl. He had to be here in 18, right? Yeah, he's probably here for the Super Bowl. For like doing, some for doing first take. Him and Max take. Kellerman were probably doing first yeah. take yeah. around that time, right? So that's probably last that. time. Hey, before we get to a couple other feedback questions here, Judd, why don't you tell the audience how they can get in basketball shape this time of year? Absolutely, Will, and that's through our friends at Livia Weight Control Centers who helped uh, me right there drop 40 pounds a couple of years back, and I'm going to tell you right now, this program works, and this program also has an offer on the table right now. You talk about signing a contract, signing an extension. How about this one? If you join now, you're going to get your first three months for free. That's right. Mm. First three months for free. Imagine all the weight that you can drop in that time, looking great, feeling great. And that's only the first three months. And the other great thing is they're going to help you keep the weight off. It's this simple. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. And if you are not in the Twin Cities, do not fret because the whole thing can be done virtually. That's right. The entire program, no matter where you're watching Flagrant Howls, you can join and have success along with so many people 
from Score North who have tried this program and have gotten back to us and said it absolutely works. Livia.com. Speaking of things that work, First Equity Mortgage worked for me very well a few years ago. I had an amazing experience refinancing my home with David over at First Equity Mortgage, which is a Minnesota-based company, 24 years in the market, that prides themselves on supporting the community, treating every customer like a friend, like a neighbor. David is also a 20-year season ticket holder of the Wolves and the Lynx. You'll see him roaming around Target Center. First Equity works fast. They have a great reputation in the industry. In fact, David uh, probably wouldn't say this himself, but I will say it. He was recognized for a 15th straight year as one of the top 1% of loan originators in the country. So you're, you're getting the best in the business here, folks, at First Equity Mortgage. FEMort.com. That's FEMort.com or scorenorth.com keyword David. Howl. Okay, from Dave Harms. He says, did you guys see A-Rod hugging Anthony Edwards after the game the other night, after they were coming off the court? Some good some good uh, bro hugs and <laughs> adulation. Do you guys think the players feel any different knowing that A-Rod is one of the owners? I think he's, I think he's making it kind of cool. Like, I, I think there's a, there's a vibe. Yeah. 50 cents in the building, you know? Yep, that's probably true. I think that I think the whole vibe around the team is becoming cool, which helps a lot. A Rod, you know, there there is uh, certainly some baggage there as well, but yeah, I'm, and I do think the fact that these guys are around the team a lot and seem to care helps. But so yeah, if I was to list this off, do do I think it's like a key component yet? No, but I also don't think it hurts. And in Ant, you know what? <laughs> Ant just being part of this team as far as a status thing makes the team cool. Well, he also just gave a quote and he did an interview Ant did where she was, you know, of course, everyone has to ask any player that's in Milwaukee or Minnesota, what do you think about New York and LA and Miami? He's like, those places are cool, but they're not as good as Minnesota. Yeah. And you know what? Even if he doesn't mean that, it's cool that he says that because Absolutely. it just calms people down. He's a leader of the franchise. Yeah, this is my home. I love it here. I'm going to make this place the place to be. I was definitely terrified and anti-A-Rod buying this team about, like, what, three years ago, I think, is when that news leaked, um, that he was going to become a, eventually a majority owner. But, you know, in the last probably, like, year especially, my entire opinion and tune in, on A-Rod has completely changed, Not not and not just because he is the owner of the Timberwolves. I think that dude obviously made some grave mistakes and some dumb mistakes in his life, and he has done an incredible job at being front and center in front of them, saying, yeah, I'm not going to hide from these. Here was my thought process. He did an incredible sit-down with Levitard, Levitard on dude. the South Beach sessions like a yes. month ago. I wa- It was 90 minutes worth the entire the entirety of the documentary ju- or the, the sit-down just because it shows you that, yeah, he is a flawed person. He acknowledges his mistakes, and he's trying to be better for it. And instead of just crucifying a guy because he took steroids 10 years ago and he was kind of a jerk, doesn't mean he can't eventually become a better dude. So actually, I love Alex Rodriguez, which is I'm something with that Dax, man. Really? I never would have thought I would have said 10 years ago, let alone three years ago. I think, so if anyone hasn't, I, I, well, I did the same thing you did. I sat down, I listened to it in two chunks. It's Dan Lebatard has a South Beach Sessions podcast feed. Yeah, it's great. And it's a sit down. He sits down with actors and athletes mm-hmm. and different people. And they do these, they're like therapy sessions almost. It's Dan. He's one of the great interviewers in sports media. And he's asking all these probing questions. 
and nothing was off limits with A-Rod. I mean, he would, and, and A-Rod didn't dodge anything. A-Rod basically said, yeah, I've spent a good chunk of the last seven to eight to nine years doing extensive therapy. Mm-hmm. In some cases, daily therapy for different yeah. portions. And I'm not saying he doesn't still have some A-Rod qualities about him. He's definitely a salesman and he's definitely, yeah, he's, he's got the yeah. suit on and whatever, yep. but, but dude, I th- I'm with Dex. I think he's a different guy than the one that was shaking his finger on the radio back. What? 15 years ago. At, was it Francesa or he went on one of those shows and he was like adamant. I didn't do this. This is a baseball's trying to get me. And he's like embarrassed by all that stuff. And he's open about it. So yeah. Yeah, Judd, you look skeptical. By oh, way. I'm very skeptical. <laughs> I'm incredibly skeptical. I, I think people learn how to reframe things. I'm very skeptical. But I, but it could be fine. I'm just saying I'm not buying in. There, there's no way. I've been fooled by the best. And the best learn how to pivot. And so you're like, oh, this person's changed. We'll find out. But you know what? As long as Lori and A-Rod show Glenn the money, that's the most important thing. As long as I get the team. Yeah, he, he, just the way he even, when he was talking about uh, when he got popped for the steroid and how he like, had to sit down his daughters and be like, I really messed this up. And how he had to basically like tag team in and out with his wife being like, I, I don't know how to say this. Like, I, I'm struggling to convey this message to their kids that their father made one of the stupidest mistakes in the world. I, yeah, I, yes, he is definitely some snake. There's some snake oiliness to him still. But I do think he is a better human being than he was ten years ago, and it's and yeah. it's not close. Yep, it'll be. Uh, right. <laughs> we get you're skeptical. <laughs> Just dismiss. Nope. Hope you're right. <laughs> you should go listen. I recommend if you listen, it, it it'll take you the whole weekend to kind of go in and out of it. Probably, I don't think you're going to sit down and. But it's it's interesting. Okay, Cameron Slays says, "My only gripe with Score North, we need more Timberwolves content." I'm 24 years old. This is the first year some of us fans have gotten to watch them be relevant at all. Please, more Timberwolves content. Do some flagrant howl. Do some more flagrant howls with Judd and Declan too. So I mean, we could right now. Out a bunch, aren't you? Who? What? I said you're pumping out a bunch because you and Kyle do at least a couple a week, right? Well, we're doing right now. Tuesdays and Thursdays are the Kyle episodes. Jim Peterson, every every or most Thursdays as well is joining last few weeks and then we usually do the feedback friday episode and plus one more so three for sure every week i could see this being a five day a week show for sure sometime soon maybe not like year round like purple daily but right we i mean once the playoffs hit then okay we're oh, doing right. post game shows awesome. and whatever but it's on but yeah i mean if you guys want this to be a five day a week show here down the stretch i think we could probably make arrangements and make that happen but let's it's been a blast Ant having on. jim pete on let's get finchy on dude yeah we i, I mean ant apparently ant is a consumer of flagrant house ant is a ant is a friend of flagrant house we got so we, we should got get him on sometime ant lockdown royce lockdown for the twins right royce lewis likes, yeah, he likes royce lewis loves our stuff i mean see people on. like us it's crazy where's kirk cousins <laughs> come on oh, kirk. Sure he's got people telling him daily. Yeah. <laughs> so all right that's your feedback batch here flagrant howls if you guys could give us a five-star rating and a positive review on apple Podcasts, you can help us keep growing the show and then click that like the like button and the subscribe button on the scorn earth youtube channel this is a timberwolves lifestyle podcast